When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. from Studio B in the palatial PHNX studios. It's the PHNX Sun Show. I'm your host, Espo. He is Saul Bookman, and we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Use that code PHNX when you sign up. You're going to get $150 in free bets if you place a $5 minimum bet on any NBA team if they win. Saul, how are you feeling? I'm okay. I'm okay. I think we're going to be all right. I think it, I feel better than last night. Yeah, last night was that. awful. Uh, last night was terrible. But I mean, typically after you lose a game in any fashion, you're going to feel a little despondent. I didn't like the way they lost. I didn't like the fact that they were really weren't even close uh, after the first quarter. But you know what? Nobody's been close in this series, especially not in the fourth quarter. Each team has blown each other out on their home court. I think we're going to be all right, Jay, just like you said. I think so, but there are a few things that did concern me. That I, sure, let's just hop of course. Right, let's hop right into it. And it wasn't actually on the court. It was it was a few things after the game that uh, that kind of got to me. One of which, and Gerald briefly touched on it, but I went back and watched it. Monty's post game comments saying that they weren't prepared for the desperation that the Mavericks were going to come out with. I don't. I still. That doesn't sit right with me because how are you not prepared for a team that's on the brink of elimination at home to be playing with about as much desperation as you can expect? I, that's, it's baffling. It's baffling. It's, it, it, and it's not like they haven't faced a team like that before because they've eliminated teams, obviously, like just the last series. You know, they, they took care of game six with the desperate Pelicans team. I don't. I don't understand it whatsoever. I, I really don't. I, I. I think this kind of speaks a little bit more to what, honestly, what what Chris Paul's dealing with right now, um, because typically in these kind of games you have to rely a lot on your leadership. You have to rely on guys like Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and uh, and Chris Paul. I think the team is feeding off the fact that Chris Paul is a little out of it for whatever. What he's he's out of sorts right now. Whether not only just in in his performance on the court, but he looks like there's something else going on that we cannot identify, and, and we probably won't even know until well after this series or well after the playoffs, or maybe Be, never, or maybe never. You know what I mean? But I just feel like my guy is going through it right now, and he's trying to find it, and it's just. It's, it's tough to watch. It's that, tough to watch. That was the second thing that, that caught me. I watched CP3's post-game press conference, and I want to share this clip, and then we can talk about what we think. Did you want to uh, do impart any kind of message to the guys after the game going into this thing, seeing that you do have experience in game sentence? No. <laughs> Honestly, no. I don't like to be that dramatic. You know what I mean? We got a couple days finally. You know what I mean? Finally not playing every other day. 
you know what I mean? We got a couple of days to let this sit and let this marinate and uh, we'll talk, man. But at the end of the day, it's basketball. <laughs> it's not life threatening or anything like that. So guys will get ready and we'll be ready for Sunday. Two things. He's supposed to be your ultimate leader. No advice in game sevens. A man who has extreme experience in game sevens, usually on the bad end of it. But what really got me and makes me wonder what's going on is the is basketball. It's, it's not life-threatening. Mm-hmm. I wonder, we've asked, is it physical with Chris Paul? But I wonder if there's something going on personally with Chris Paul. Well, I mean, you could take it that way for sure. And I, and I feel like there are some, there is something going on. But with that clip itself, um, I also, there's, there's the other side of that where you don't want to make Game 7 feel like it is the biggest deal ever because then guys might have a tendency to tighten up and not play their game. Um, you know, So I can see that aspect of it like, no, man, we're just going to go out there and we're going to play ball. Make it seem like it's not really that big of a deal, even though it is a big deal because if you lose, you're done. Like, You already know that, though. Every player knows that. Like, If we lose this game, we're done. Like, We all know that. So why why maybe piggyback on that and make it even worse than it than it could be? But to your point, I do believe like I don't know. There's there is something that that is going on with Chris Paul that we, we just I nobody can I really identify because you can't really speculate what it is. It could be something personal. It could be something physical. It could be something that, you know he's just emotionally dealing with. We we have no idea. And he's such a tight lipped player. Um, you know, he's very calculated in what he says. He keeps everything tight to the vest that we may never know. I mean, I could be reading into it too much, and that's uh, that's definitely uh, a possibility here. But the it's not life threatening just seems weird to me, a weird way to go about it and to say you had no uh, advice for your teammates, even if you had just said, hey, look, I said uh, I just said when we got to go out and play our game, you know, they, Game sevens, there's a heightened intensity, but we're at home. Yeah. Like, even if it's something as simple as that. Yeah. But it was just such a weird phrasing. It makes me wonder, where is where is he mentally? What's the state there? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think this is, oh, Chris Paul is, is worn down by playing Alvarado and, and Reggie Bullock and having, you know, Doncic back him down. I don't think that would mentally fatigue him. No, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's any of that stuff. I I, I truly believe that that it's it's something it's it's either something like he's just mentally exhausted and maybe he's maybe this is it. You know, I mean like I don't want to say that but maybe this is it. Maybe this is maybe he's he he just feels like I I, I don't want to really do this anymore. Like I think I'm done. Maybe he's going to retire. I don't know. That's all pure speculation. We have no idea what he's going through. He might be legit injured, and he's just fight, fighting through it like he did last year yeah. in the playoffs. So there's so many different factors, and 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 these guys and the coaching staffs and the and the medical staffs typically, you know, they won't disclose things if they don't think, um, if 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 it if the player says it's not really a big deal, I'm fine. Like, then you just kind of gotta go with it. And if he looks like he's fine, I mean, for all accounts. He does look fine physically on the court for the most part, except for what happened last night with his hand. Because when he does shoot, he's still able to do the fadeaway jump shot. He's still able to get the step back. Like, But he just seems like he's just a step slower. He just seems like he's just a little less engaged. Just It's just nothing is adding up right but now for Chris weird. Paul. First round, you know, we saw a little of that. First two games of the series, we didn't. I don't know what after game two would have just been the breaking point for him 
if it is just simply it could be the back to back to back to back. It could be. I mean, I guess. And, and this is the first time uh, that and he mentioned it in that clip that they're going to get two days of rest between games, which he was excited about, which maybe it is just that simple. And that's refreshing enough to put him back uh, in a game seven. And maybe maybe it is just that simple. Maybe there isn't that much. But we've never in Phoenix, at least seen this many bad games in a row yeah. out of Chris Paul and Jay in the chat makes a good point. He says he's shooting at a high percentage, but he's not shooting and it looks out and looks out of it. It's weird. And that is the bizarre thing. He's not picking and choosing his situations like we've seen him mm-hmm. do since he's been in Phoenix. It's almost like he's just going through the motions well, at times. Well, he 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 usually picks and chooses his situations in the second half or in the fourth quarter. And every time on the road they've been put in that situation, it just hasn't happened. They've been so far behind. There's no sense in like exposing some of your key plays. You might as well wait until you might have a close game in the fourth quarter, maybe on Sunday. Um, you know, and that's typically what the Suns have done. They've run their best sets when it's close in the fourth quarter. That's why they're they're the crunch time Suns. Like they're they're just good. Um, so I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm confused about where CP3 is, typically when you see players that are like that, you can kind of see it coming from a longer stretch and kind of like a mile away. You can start to see like the decline for something to happen this instant, basically, like since game two, boom, done, um, is is really shocking. And I don't think anybody in the Valley certainly can wrap their head around what is going on. That That's the the disjointed thing with this. Yeah, and, and the uneasy thing. You know what I like when I'm uneasy, though? OG's brands, oh, right? Yeah. Uh, these sativa gummies are great if you need a little ener- energy. The indica, great if you need to calm those nerves, which I think you and I can both attest. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to do that. And yeah. right now, as Suns fans, we all could. And Sunday, you know, I might be lit on those. <laughs> if you're if you're looking for something to take the edge off, stop by your local dispensary and grab some amazing scratch-made THE gummies from our friends at OG's brands. Uh, you know they have. Plenty of flavors. I some of my favorite are uh, watermelon, blackberry, and cream. Like there are some some great great uh, flavors that you can get. And if you're interested in trying them, head over to one of your local dispensaries and ask them for OG's Brands to see what they have to offer. You can head to ogsbrands.com. That's O G E E Z Brands.com to find out where you can pick up OG's near you so game seven yeah have- yeah so jay there we will not be a doing a, a viewing party typically we don't do those for the home games uh so there will not be a there won't be a um there won't be a a, a viewing party on, uh, at the ainsworth but if we make it to the western conference finals there will be another um there will be another watch party for sure hey dot zero says espo the way you get into your ads is funny you gotta have some fun with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Sure. If, if they're gonna pay the bills, you might as well enjoy them, right? Uh, <laughs> and the Mavs fans have joined the hey, show. Hey, cool. welcome, guys. Uh, enjoy your time. We'll happily take you watching and increasing our numbers. So let's talk about Game Seven. Scott Foster. He's coming. He's apparently <laughs> not working tonight. He has yeah. a illness that's non-COVID related, aka gotta get to Phoenix and get comfortable before Game Seven. Man, I tell you what, man. Uh, if if Scott Foster gets this game on Sunday, that will be all the fuel and fire that the conspiracy theorists will need for, for forever, forever. It, this 
it just would not be a good look on the NBA to give Scott Foster to the Suns for Game 7. That's just, oh, man, that's not going to be good. The NBA doesn't seem to care, though. They don't... Over the years, I almost feel like the NBA loves when there's conspiracy theories, right? Yeah. Because it gets people talking. I mean, how long have they let the Jordan was suspended for gambling rumor kind of fester and and let people believe that? I, you know, I, I think they like the intrigue, especially going into Game 7. It adds another layer of drama, and this league is all about drama. Yeah, it's a million percent about drama. But listen, I, I, I do feel like... Uh, Adam Silver and company, this is a whole nother level, if, especially with the optics of him getting pulled off of a game like literally two days before your game starts because of uh, illness but not COVID-related. Oh, man, it just it would not be a good look. I don't think the NBA would do it, but shit, hell if I know. Does that motivate Chris Paul more? No. Does no. it or does it just does it just Bro, if if he, he just had four shitty games in a row, like if you need more motivation and you need Scott Foster to motivate you, you I ain't the guy. It. I get it, but like no. the fact that Scott Foster's there, you know, I don't know. Maybe the That's probably more it. demotivation, if anything. <laughs> if he shows up like, man, I'm about to lose this game again. Like I can't beat this guy. He has my fate in his hands at every single whistle. Like, why? Why That's even true. try? It's true. I, I doubt he'll go that route, but that is true. Uh, let's talk about something a little bit more positive, though. Sure. And there is something that came out of Game 6 that got me feeling a little bit more confident about Game 7, and it came out of the mouth of one Devin Booker. I'm assuming Game 7 is a bit part of the greatest two words in sports. Uh, I've been watching them since a kid, and, you know, in my short playoff stunts that I've had. I've never got the opportunity to be in one. Um, so I'm excited to feel the energy. I'm excited, you know, to be a part of it. It's a great opportunity. I I feel much more confident with how calm and collected Devin Booker is and almost an excitement at the opportunity to go out there and try to perform in a game seven. Yeah, I mean, it, it was – this is maybe a little funky that he did it right after the game was over and he was like excited about it. I'm like, oh, all right, well, you guys just completely crapped the bed in game six. Like you're, you're already excited about game seven. But at the same time, it's – listen, we talked about it yesterday. You know, it, there was this tweet by uh, – I'm not even going to mention his name – talking about CP3's legacy is going to be on the line on Sunday, which is complete crap. It's not. His his legacy is not going to be on the line on Sunday. Because Phoenix, maybe his, no, I don't even, Phoenix I don't fans. even think that he got us to the NBA finals already. Like what if they, if he loses in this round, okay, so he had a bad stretch and maybe if he retires, that's just it. Like, and I don't think that hurts his legacy in Phoenix. I think he'll still be considered one of the greatest guards we've ever had in franchise history. I don't think that he'd be top two. Um, I don't think that changes at all because you still can't take away all the clutch play that he's had, even just a round ago. You know what I mean? Like, and he had such a dominant run here in Phoenix, I don't think it changes anything. I think the only thing that could happen is he could enhance his legacy here in Phoenix. He can make it just a little bit better by winning in Game 7. But to ruin it, I don't think so. But but Devin Booker, this is this is an opportunity for Devin Booker to enhance his legacy, right? Again, if, they, if the Suns lose, the only thing that's going to be bad is people are going to talk about the Suns as like, quote-unquote, another version of the Jazz that had this great regular season and it didn't amount to shit. Like, and that's fair. 
that's fair. If you get bounced in the second round, like when you're expected to win a championship, that's a fair criticism. But in terms of legacies and stuff like that, the only thing that can happen is Devin Booker extending his legacy to another level because I believe, and everybody believes here in the Valley, that Devin Booker wants to be legendary like those the greats. And greats show up in Game 7s. They, they always have. They always will. And so, and Booker knows that there's another dude on the other side that is going to come with his A game as well. And both of them are going to have to battle it out. And this is this could be one of the classic games of all time. Luka against Book, tat for tat. I want to see it. I'm excited about it because as a basketball fan, I don't like Luka's game, but I can appreciate the fact that he comes ready to play, and he plays, and his and his base his his floor is is as high as any other person in the, in the league, right? He's always going to get you 30 plus. He's always going to be damn near a triple double every single game. Devin Booker's got to match that. And maybe even then some to carry the Suns to victory and the greats in Suns history, Charles Barkley, Steve Nash, they've always found a way in high pressure games to come through unless you're talking about Steve Nash and the Spurs. Look, I, I agree that Devin can only increase his, his legacy. I don't think it hurts it. Even if he has a bad game in game seven, I think Chris Paul definitely can hurt his legacy in Phoenix. It's championship or bust. Everybody mm. looks at this and thinks this is the window. And if Chris Paul comes out and has a fifth straight really shitty game, I think Suns fans are going to put the blame squarely on his shoulders. And I, and I that, that so. will hurt how he's viewed here in Do Phoenix. You, if, if game six was game seven, would you blame Chris Paul? Yes. Only Chris Paul? Not only, but a majority of it for the for the loss in the series. Yes. Oh hell because no! Because he went he went MIA for multiple games. Dude, he went MIA in Game Five, and they still won by thirty. I'm I, like they don't need they that, they like CP3 is a nice benefit when he's at the top of his game, and you're going to need him from time to time in the playoffs. But you don't need him to win a game. You don't absolutely you need like CP3. You need to, to win him. a title. Oh sure. And without CP3 showing up. For in your hypothetical four straight games, or if he does it again in game seven for five straight games, it's on him. You can win without him in games, but you're not going to win a series. You can have one game where you win, but you are not winning a playoff series without Chris Paul showing up. CP3 is the leader of this team. Sure. Cool. Fine. But you can't ignore the fact that there are some other dudes on this team that have had some horrible-ass series in the in, in this specific series. Mikhail Bridges has gone MIA like three Agreed. out of six games. Cam Johnson's played like booty Agreed. on the road. Uh, Jay Crowder's been okay. He's been all right. DA showed up in game six. Uh, he was the only one that felt like he showed up in game six. The whole bench is just completely gone. Like, it's not just on CP3 in this instance. You need CP3 to win a title. I agree with you. I for sure agree with you. But, but he has, he doesn't need to lead this team past the Dallas Mavericks. I, I'm convinced of that. He, if he shows up, the Suns win easily. It, it makes it easier to win against the Mavericks, but they don't need him to win. They need those other dudes to step the hell up because, listen, CP3 going from, let's just say, 20 points a game to now like eight means that everybody else needs to raise their points per game at least a couple points. But nobody, everybody else is dropping too, and that's what's killing the Suns. It's not that just that, though. It's the turnovers. It's It feels like the leadership has dissipated some. And I agree with you. Other guys need to step up, but this is about perception when you talk about who's going to take the blame 
for a series. And that's that's why I think his legacy in Phoenix has more to to lose than Devin Booker's ever would in a game seven. But I don't I, think I, I think more in regards to what you're talking about, I think it's more not necessarily his performance, but as everybody's kind of pointing out, it's more of his leadership and and looking like he is fully engaged and ready to go to, to battle with his dudes. And I feel like they're missing that to a degree. When you look in Devin Booker's eyes, when he's intense, you know you got game Booker. Like, that's that's that dude, right? Mm-hmm. Chris Paul had that f- for a while, but in this series, it has disappeared. And that's what, like, like listen, followers look to leaders to to show the way. And when they see that you're a little, un, you know, either unnerved or disinterested, that rubs off. And, and so happens. I agree with you in that point. Look, uh, let's talk about some positives, though. Sure. Because I don't think they're going to lose. I don't. Because there's some factors that come in play. Before we get into the Suns factors, though, I want to take a look at the history of Game 7s in the NBA. Because one big factor is the Suns are playing at home on Sunday. And let's take a look at this. The history of Game 7s in the NBA, 134 total games. The home team is 102 and 32 overall in it. In Suns history, they're 4-5 and five in Game 7s. Uh, they're 3-2 three three and two and two at, at home. home. The last time they had one, 2006, when they beat the Clippers by 20 points uh, in the 7 seconds or less era. So look, History is in, in your favor, right? Home teams uh, in Game 7s tend to win, and there's there's a reason for that because you've worked hard all season long to get there. Monty Williams talked about that earlier today. Uh, I mean, it's frustrating anytime you lose. Um, you have to address it, and then you got to move on. You can't hold on to it because you're going to play the biggest game of your life in a matter of 48 hours. You know what I mean? Um, Thankfully, we have a group of of guys who understand it. They were talking about it before I even came in there. Uh, This situation has to be embraced. You know, we work. That's why I'm uh, a proponent of the regular season, because you work your tails off all year long to have home court and it will pay off in this situation. And that's what they did. 64 wins, being the best road team in the league, gets you the opportunity to play in front of your, your home crowd. Yeah. I Listen, that the crowd is going to be ready to go. I have no doubt about that. And they kind of got challenged a little bit because all I keep hearing about is how the Dallas Mavericks fans were incredibly loud. Even Gerald had pointed that out um, the other day or last night, he pointed out that the, the Mavs fans have been on another level compared to the Suns fans in this run. We were there last year, and it was like this this run of just momentum that just captivated the Valley, and maybe the Mavs fans feel like they're on a similar run right mm-hmm. now. But when you are faced with desperation and a little bit of fear, I think that's that's not necessarily a bad thing, and I think Suns fans will show up, and they will show up loud, they will show up aggressively, um, and I think that's that's what this team is going to need. Listen, the Suns know that if they go down by like ten points in the first quarter, hey, there's going to be some chirping in the in the in the crowd. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think that the Suns will will hold serve. I hope I hope that it's a, a blowout. I feel like it's going to be a close game. But I think no matter what, we're going to get a legendary performance from somebody on that floor. 
Agreed. It, it, it's going to be one of the stars that's going to step up big. And why I think it'll be one of the Suns players is if you look at these home road splits for the Suns in this uh, in this series, on the road they average 93.6 points and almost 19 turnovers. At home, 120 points and just a little over 12 Crazy. turnovers. We're talking almost seven more turnovers a game and 120, 126, or excuse me, 26 more points, 36 more points, pardon me. 27, oh, 26, 27 more, 27 26 more, points. more. Math on the fly, 120, not good for me. 93, yeah, 27. Six, yeah, 27 more points <laughs> at home than on the road. Like, I, I don't see that trend flipping. This whole series has been who's at home and they get the boost. And I don't know why it would necessarily flip in game seven. I don't um I don't I don't really concern myself with with trends like this whole season everybody's been hanging their hats on well you know the Suns typically don't lose back-to-back games and then they did down the stretch of the season because they were trying to rest guys and mm-hmm. stuff like that which is fine I don't care about that but um I think all those trends kind of go out the window from matchup to matchup they really do like you didn't play the Mavericks 7 times in a row and then you know never lose back-to-back games but you faced them in the playoffs and you've lost three out of the last four. Like it's a different animal. It's a completely different breed. Like you just got to, you got to attack them. You got to be ready to go. I think the Suns team will come out with a lot of energy and they better come out with a lot of energy. And, you know, hopefully this is one of those legendary performances that we look back and be like, that was a fun ass game. And it got us ready for the Western conference finals. Or we're going to circle back and be like, WTF, what just happened? Well, I mean, Devin Booker likes to talk about the greats, likes to talk about, you know, his mindset. And people like to say he's got that killer instinct. This is where you find out. I mean, you won't find out permanently, but this will be our first real taste of how Booker uh, reacts to this. They they never had a game go seven uh, with him in the playoffs. So... Sunday is is one of those gut check times. We'll find out. There was a question, Shane, if you don't mind scrolling up a little bit, somebody asking about mindset in Game 7s and what we thought. Uh, here we go. Uh, right there. The Balderus says, what should be the state of mind of the team for this Game 7, in your opinion? Patiently build possession by possession? Um, for a Game 7, yeah, I mean, I, I – Listen, I, I didn't play in the NBA, so I have no idea how to feel for a, a game seven. But an elimination game I do have experience with and at a very, very low level. And basically, when you come out, you, you got to be careful to pace yourself, right? You can't just go balls to the wall from the first minute because you're going to throw up halfway through the first quarter, right? But you got to play with a lot of pace, a lot of energy, um, and you just got to be active. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds so so fundamental and so simple, you just have to be active. You gotta, you gotta play like your hair's on fire. Um, and in a at a at a at a certain point, like defensively, right? Game five, the Suns were running around the court, doing a great job of 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 showing and 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 hedging and recovering to their own man. Uh, their rotations were great on defense. They played with a lot of, um, so, they were very solid on the defensive end, right? But. In game six, as Monty said, they were absolutely tragic on defense because they were slow to react. They didn't understand the rotations. They were completely out of sync, right? Your focus, that's what I should have said. Your focus 
is the number one thing in a game seven. Your focus has to be at an all-time high. Your focus is very controllable. You need to be ready to go for every little scenario, and you got to think a few steps ahead to make sure that you're not overwhelmed by the moment. If you're overwhelmed by the moment, you're just going to think of what's in front of you and you're not looking at the big picture. If you take a step back and realize like, okay, this is what we do. This is how we can do it. This is how we can get over this adversity and kind of manage yourself through the game with a lot of energy. You're going to be fine. And I think that's what the Suns will do. For me, the mindset's simple. Play Phoenix Suns basketball. Be who you have been who you were in game five, who you've been at home in this series. I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. Don't let the Mavericks dictate anything. You dictate it. It's your home court. It's your home fans. And if you play your game, they can't beat you. But when you start getting in your head, not running the .5 offense, playing hero ball, trying to do too much and turning over the ball, that's when the Mavericks have a path to victory. So play Phoenix Suns basketball, come out focused, come out with your swagger, and that does will get the job done. If you have any cracks in that, if you do not come out with that mentality, that opens the door for Luka and the Mavs. And you can't let the refs dictate how you feel either. If, it, if it's Scott Foster, if it's poor calls, you have to overcome that and just realize, all right, that's part of this, and we will continue to play Suns basketball. When they play that .5 offense, they get three-point shots. When they don't have 22 turnovers, they get three-point shots. You know, that's what they have to do. If they if they have turnovers, if they don't have the mentality, that's when they're in trouble. Yeah, I agree. All right, what's your let's, – let's just get into it. We need a DraftKings pick of the week, and I think we just got to make it Game 7. What is your – Pick of the week for DraftKings when it comes to Game Seven. Well, uh, it's got to be this week, doesn't it? No, we have to say it this week. Oh, okay. We can give the pick for whenever. We can uh, give I, a pick for six months from what's now. What's the line? Want. What's the line, Shane, on uh, on the Suns right now? Uh, it's probably going to be around six and a half. I haven't checked yet. Probably six and a half. Um, I'm going to say my pick of the week is the Suns. I'm going to say with the points. I'm going to say that. Chris Paul points, rebounds, and assists will be above twenty-five in game uh, in game uh, seven. I think we get we get something closer to vintage Chris Paul, and everything will be all right. That's going to be kind of where my mindset is going into this game, and we'll look at it Sunday in the pregame show. Talk about some of those odds and where we are with them. But that is your DraftKings pick of the week. And right now, if you use that promo code PHNX, when you sign up for DraftKings, uh, you can bet $5 on any NBA team to win, including your Phoenix Suns in Game 7. And you're going to get $150 in free bets if they do. It's that simple. But don't worry. If you've already signed up using our code, that's perfectly fine because all customers can place a same-game parlay with three legs or more and get a free bet back up to $25 if one leg doesn't hit. It's that simple. Just a reminder, that's 21 and on, over, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook. For details. And and in the chat said everybody putting putting everything on Book's shoulders like Chris Paul is in the future Hall of Famer. 
a Hall of Fame point guard that's supposed to play better. I, I don't. I disagree with that. I don't think everything's on Booker's shoulders. I think everybody else needs to step up their play. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if Chris is capable of stepping up his play at this point, seeing four bad games in a row. I hope I'm wrong, but I said that last game that I didn't think it was going to happen, and I, I turned out to be right, unfortunately. I just I don't know what's going on with him, but I feel like it's, it's in everybody else's hands to step up um, and, and not really – you can't rely on Chris Paul to do it right now. Yeah, look at this moment. I I don't think everything's on Devin Booker's shoulders, but I expect him to show up and play well. I just think that's in his DNA. It's the way he's wired. And if he doesn't and and CP3 doesn't show up, there's gonna be a lot of finger pointing. But I just don't I don't think this is all on book. There's a lot of people that that have to show up. And good point by Charles Coulter. The Twins, uh, will sh- he says, will show up, but they need to show up. McHale, Cam, that's the kind of crap that you need is those guys coming through and playing well. That's been a, a litmus test for these teams, uh, for this team over the last two years. You need those guys to show up uh, and play well. And and it's just that simple. If they do, there's uh, that path to victory gets much wider for the Phoenix Suns on Sunday for sure. Uh, look, any any X factors, anything specifically that you look at as we are, you know, 36 hours maybe from from this game, depending on what happens in the uh, the Bucks series? Um, I hope that the Bucks can take care of business tonight so I can watch this game earlier in the day. Um, <laughs> Don't have to wait for it. Yeah, because I – listen, I, I might either be too hyped to go to sleep if that game's at 5 – because then we won't be done till 8, 8.30 or 9. Or I might be too depressed to go to sleep um, <laughs> if it's too late. So, like, I hope it's an early game. I just, listen, the Phoenix Suns are the better team. They are the better team. The better team needs to play like they are the better team on, on Sunday. I sound like a, a, a record right now, but it's true. Like, they all have to step up. If they don't, this is going to be a very uncomfortable game and then you're leaving it basically up to two people, Devin Booker and Luka Doncic, and you're hoping for the best. I think the crowd is a huge X factor. If they come out loud, if they come out fully engaged, that will help keep keep the energy up, uh, even if the Mavs go on an early run and keep the team in it. Uh, so I think the crowd is going to play a huge part on Sunday and you know there are a lot of events with large crowds now that we're out of uh, everything that went on over the last two years but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be thinking about your health and the health of others so make sure to go out there and get your uh, your COVID-19 vaccine so you can stay safe and healthy. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov slash find vaccines for a location near you. Uh, that is what we got. We will be back Sunday uh, time TBD for the pregame show. If the Bucks win tonight and close out that series, the Suns will play around noon on Sunday. If they don't, it'll be a 5 p.m. game with the Bucks and Celtics playing at that noon slot in a game seven. So we will find out uh, later tonight 
when they will play and what is uh, you know what is at stake in terms of the referees we'll have a picture of that probably tomorrow so make sure to join us here for that pregame show we'll also be here post game as well so uh for saul bookman who you can follow at saul underscore bookman the underscore is there for the giant ego that luka Doncic brings to each game uh you can follow me at aspo you can follow the show at phnx underscore sons gerald Lindsay, uh will, gerald will be here on sunday hopefully hey, yo, my we'll be back in the seat as well so until then remember the two best words in, in sports are game seven Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the live. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the chat. Get involved. Rhymes say it's got flavor. Known to shine greater.